Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain. And after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad. For your reward is great in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. The Gospel. There have been a lot of names this week about the time change on social media. A few of them are apropos. One of them was uh, preachers. Remember, this weekend you get an extra hour to preach. Don't worry. Or another one was a picture of a clock being burned up in flames, and it said, remember, time is an illusion. (laughs) Today is the day we celebrate all saints in the Christian calendar. It's one of the most ancient celebrations in the church outside of Easter. And it's a celebration that reminds us, you know, in this time of time change, even, that there is something about our faith that reminds us, that reminds us that we are surrounded, as we will hear in a few minutes in our Eucharistic prayer, we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Our ancestors in the Celtic tradition used to call this time of year a time of a thin place where the barrier between the living and the dead tended to become very porous. And there was this sense in which the people who had come before us were very close. And and we remember that over here on our ofrenda, where people have brought pictures of deceased loved ones, and we'll be reading from the Book of the Dear Departed today as part of our Eucharistic tradition. But if that all sounds a little bit too spiritual for your taste, I want to take a different turn today. I've been fascinated to watch the latest Nova series on PBS, which is Um, entitled Ancient Earth, and it has five episodes, if memory serves, that span the emergence of life on this planet and the latest research that's gone into the dance not only between life, but geology 
and of course the cosmos itself. And it starts about three billion years ago and works its way forward from there, including the development of the atmosphere and the way that was shaped by tectonic forces and volcanism, and then ultimately bacteria, cyanobacteria, which was the only form of life on the planet for hundreds of millions of years, and it slowly took the carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere and released oxygen. How that is related to what we found in the geologic record and also in the fossil record. Now, most of you will remember from school and, of course, recent research from the past few decades about the most recent extinction event which was the striking of an asteroid around the Yucatan Peninsula and how it wiped out the dinosaurs and how it paved the way 65 million years ago for a very minor group of species called mammals to emerge and become dominant on the planet. The last episode of the series talks about the rise of humanity dating from that time and how a global warming event that occurred over millions of years following the asteroid strike eventually led to almost a global jungle. And the first primates emerged in that context. And they had tails, and they had forward-facing eyes, big eyes, see the fruit so nutritious for them and help them to multiply and come to become a very important species in canopies and treetops. But the other thing they had were the grasping limbs with the opposable thumbs so that they could grab the branches and the tree trunks and, of course, reach out and take those fruits to eat with them. And how many tens of millions of years later, as the African Rift Valley formed, the old forests began to give way to grasslands, and our ancestors had to come down out of the trees and move across those grasslands quickly to find enough food to feed themselves and their offspring. And so our ancestors began to walk up and got big brains. And how the most recent archaeological work shows that about 40,000 years ago, some early humans were doing artistry in caves. And the archaeologists tell us that two things were going on. One of them was there was the desire to make accurate depictions of the creatures that they were hunting and that they saw in the fields. But they also see artistic license being taken with those depictions. And so what archaeologists think is that what was happening as part of that human expression on cave walls was also storytelling. Telling story to give rise to the transmission of culture from one generation to another. Then about 11,000 years ago, our ancestors started to do something that became known as agriculture. 
which completely transformed the face planet and also began the development of what we would call civilization. And then 2,000 years ago, Jesus offered his teachings. And they were recorded as we heard them in today's gospel, beginning with what we have now affectionately come to know as the Beatitudes. A new way of being you might say. Or as we were discussing this past Wednesday in Bible study, a recipe book for saints. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the peacemakers, God knows how we need them, right? For they will be called children of God. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. That's 2,000 years ago. In the record of the history of the earth, 4 billion year history, that's like yesterday, isn't it? Or maybe first thing this morning, before or after you change your thoughts. <laughs> the sense then that we get is that sense of the communion of saints, this group of people who took up Jesus' teaching and digested it and began to enact it in the world around them. And you and I are a part of that communion of saints that just started yesterday in the grand scheme of things. And if you look at the lives of these saints, you don't see lives that are perfect. You don't see people who are always gentle and kind Many of the saints are quite irascible if you look at their history or their writings. They're difficult people. They're difficult because they refuse to play with the games of the world. And they decided to not abide by the laws of the jungle that our most ancient ancestors abided by for millions of years. Millions of years. But instead, they are taking up the laws and the rules of a different world, what Jesus called the kingdom of heaven. But one of my professors in seminary called the reign of God. And that is a reign that is marked by peace and justice, not just for you and me, but for all of the creatures of the earth. And things like truth-telling. And things like living in humility so that others may live. And that beautiful turn in the Beatitudes about blessed are the pure in heart, 
for they shall see God. For those who are not willing to carve their souls up into little pieces to satisfy the desires of the world, rather to remain whole, even if that means giving up everything that the world says we should value. It's hard work, isn't it? It's challenging. <clears throat> but here's the good news. If you think about every act of mercy that is embodied in our society and in our civilization, if you think about compassion and its premium, often that doesn't get published in the headlines and online, if you think about the peaceable life that many enjoy, it's almost a straight shot. You can almost read the history and discover that at the root of that are the teachings of the gospel and how they were promulgated by our ancestors in Western society. It's not exclusive to Christianity, but Christianity has had a profound influence on how our society and civilization has developed. And that is a credit to the witness of the saints who have taken this message forward and taken it into ministry in the world, in the workplace, in the community, outside the church, and insisted that there be change and transformation and that we are not abiding by the law of the jungle, but by a different code, mercy, justice, peace. But as I said, this all started just yesterday in the grand scheme of things, which means we are only just getting started. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing community welcoming those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You may reach us by phone at 415 388 1907. Search for us online or visit our website at OurSaviorMillValley.org. We wish you God's peace. We hope to greet you in person very soon. Uh -huh.